Paisley. Hey everyone, it's me, Jay, and I'm with my girl, Nina. And welcome back to the No Stylist Left Behind podcast. Nina, welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020. Listen, we are in the roaring 20s again. Oh my God. I feel it. I'm so excited. I feel it. Mm. And I'm going to be so rebellious. They already call me a rebel with a beauty cause. It's about to be on the next (laughs) level. You feel me? (laughs) I can't keep up. I cannot keep up with you for real. (laughs) I know, but don't you feel, and I know that everybody says this every single new year, but I feel so energized and so ready to kick ass in 2020. Well, I think because it's a new decade, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I whenever I look back, I was like, oh, hey, Jay, right? So like I reviewed like the past like 10 years. Yeah. And I think that because it was a new decade, 2020 just sounds cool. Like I remember being like so young. I don't know about you and being like, what would like 20, yes. right? Like yes. 2024 be like, or because it sounded so far away yes, and not obtainable mm-hmm. like when you were like, growing up. So like, I love just being able to say like, it sounds futuristic, even though we look around and we're like, it's the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but remember, cause I remember saying that too, like, oh my God, I re- what will it be like in 2021 or 2022? Yeah. And like, everybody was saying, we're going to have these Jetson cars and people are going to be floating around. And, but listen, we Tesla's, have Tesla's baby. We've got Tesla's, we've got all the electric cars. And so not that we're like getting off the ground with these cars, but We've definitely have come such a long way. They can drive themselves, like yes, park themselves. Some people need yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know a couple of friends. I won't call y'all out. Yes. I love y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. Of course, kicking off 2020 with another incredible guest. Can I oh. just tell you, I'm ready to jump out of my chair right now. Same, Nina. The, okay, so everyone, we both kind of like, go through our Instagrams or people that we like remember we meet or like whatever happens, like whenever we're trying to find people and Nina found our guest today. And I'm just, whenever she told me about it, I was like, absolutely. Like I need to know every single thing. And you know what too, you know what? Cause I love getting recommendations too. And I love hooking up with uh, Corey and Tony from hair industry. We love them. And they, Corey and I talk often and he always is so down to give me recommendations on like dope people to come in and be on our pod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we have one of them. So I am so excited. I'm beyond excited to announce our special guest today, Mr. Barry B, a.k.a. The Stars Barber. Yes. Welcome. In the building, in the building. What's going on? Let's go. What's going on, Nina? How you guys doing? Good. Good. Thank you so much for coming on. It's I cannot wait for you to share your story for all of our listeners. Yes. Oh, I love you. It. It's a pleasure, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a pleasure. I'm just happy. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy. I love your energy. I love your energy through Instagram. Um, I just try to convey a, a positive, a positive image in a, a transparent image and mm-hmm. an image that if I can do it, anybody can do it. Mm, exactly. Yeah. And I think like being authentic and people like appreciate that, right? Because it's very filtered mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. But I always feel like when you can sense someone's energy through Instagram, Instagram, you're doing the damn thing. Oh, doing it right. Right? Hey, hey. <laughs> it's, just that, it's just that realness. People want realness. People want yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Oh, for sure. And that's why we wanted to have you on today. So again, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. We know you are so incredibly busy. Oh, thank you, guys. Booked and busy, baby. Booked and busy, doing some <laughs> big things, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But Jay and I are both really intrigued and interested in learning about your story. So I first I want to know, um, I want to know a little bit about your story and and how you got into the industry, how you be, you know, how you became a barber. And just share with us some highlights through your career and tell everybody where you are, you know, where you're living, how long you've been in the business, all that stuff. Cause Jay and I are going to learn along with everybody else. Okay. Okay. So my story starts in Akron, Ohio. That's one I'm originally from. And, uh, 
Akron's a pretty cool place, kind of small. And, you know, I would say since I've been like a little guy and my mom would take me to the barbershop, I just always was fascinated with the barber. I would go in there and like, yeah, like five, six guys talking shit. Right. Like barber cutting your hair on the phone, talking about sports, yeah, yeah. talking about this, uh, talking about girls, or, you know, just whatever. And I just always thought they was like the coolest people. So like, I would get to go do that. And then mm-hmm. like, sometimes like my mom and my stepdad, they had like, um, man, how do I explain? They had like these cheap clippers with the short, with the, uh, with the, with the short and the cord. Like, so you move them wrong. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it was like this thing, like, so if my stepdad was cutting your hair, you move, you would just cut all your damn hair off. Mm. And back then, you went to school with a bald head, you got your head smacked all day. Oh, gosh, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a bit before bald heads was cool. So I had a brother, his name's Travis. He's younger than I am. We're complete opposites. I always thought I was like the ladies' man, and he was the type, mm. he really didn't care. He really didn't. He didn't care, so... um just one day I told my mom, I was like, you know what? You messing our hair up. You messing up my flow. And <laughs> I think I can do this better. And my mom was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I asked my brother, I said, hey, Travis, can I cut your hair? Now, mind you guys, I've never picked up a pair of clippers. I think at this time I was about 15. I was wow. about 15. And uh, my brother's like, I don't care. So I was like, well, let me do this Bobby Brown Gumby haircut on you. Yeah, I seen I had seen that on um, MTV watching videos. You know what I'm saying? So I tried it. It was a disaster. I, I really murdered my brother. I, I didn't even <laughs> give him a haircut. I, I murdered my brother. <laughs> and he was just like, he looked at it. He was like, just cut it off. So we cut right. it off. But then I would keep trying it. I would keep trying it. And then I would go to the barbershop. I would just sit and I would just watch. I would just watch. This was before social media. This was before right. YouTube, so you didn't have all that. So I would literally just go sit, and I would just say, hey, can I sit here and watch you cut hair? And they were just kind of flattered that I took an interest in it. And they'd be like, yeah, and I just would watch different techniques. So when I would get stuck in certain places, I knew to do this, I knew to do that. And, it just, and, and then I would say for me, just having that, overcoming that fear of trying, that was the key to that success, of just overcoming that fear. And after that, my, I started getting better with my brother. Then I worked in a grocery store. And um, sometime I work in the produce department. Mm-hmm. And I always talk shit. So I told my manager <laughs> one day, his name was Jeff. I said, hey, Jeff, I cut hair. And he's like, really? He said, well, tomorrow I'll bring your stuff. So I thought it was BS. And so I brought my clippers. And uh, I'm in the back. And now, mind you, I'm in the produce department. And I don't, I don't usually advise this. But I'm back here. <laughs> I'm back there cutting hair with the produce, with your grapes and your bell peppers. Uh, oh, no. no, no this, is, this is real talk. And uh, I did, I was, while I was doing him, one of the guys that worked there came back to say, hey, man, how much you charge? I was like, oh, shit, I do charge. I said, $5. So, yes. you know, like $5, yes. you know, then before you know it, I would go to work and I would have like five or six haircuts lined up. And I'm still getting paid. I'm on the clock. And okay. that's how. That's what's that's, up. Yeah, so that's how my career was born. And, you know, like, uh, up in the, up north, we would have basements. And sometimes you have, like, a basement that's finished. I don't know, or, you know, up north or out here mm-hmm. on the east, yep. east coast or whatnot. Yep. And um, I was in the basement, and I'd be cutting hair, like, five bucks. My mom was real cool with it as long as I cleaned up. So we down there, we watched you know, Rap City or Young TV Raps and yep. cutting hair. And, and that's how it went down. That's how it got started. That's how it got started. Wow. Like, I'm obsessed with that. And I love Akron. I lived in Dayton for like seven years. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I love Akron. Um, But I just love how you talked about you showed up and then you just kept trying. And it's so awesome that you had someone in your life, like your brother, to be like, you know what? Shave it off. Let's do it again. Right? So like, because I bet he was it was probably better than what your mom was doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> way better. <laughs> like, so even though you felt like you messed up, it was like way better, right? So it's yeah, like, you're going to master this. But being around people like that, showing up and like just being around the people that you want to be like, I exactly. feel like it's an amazing opportunity. And a lot of people don't have enough courage to do that. Like, well, like there's always something that, 
triggers or is like a why or like why you showed up? Like, why did you continue? Like, there's always something in like the background, an underlining reason why. Like, what is that for you? That made you like. Okay, I like, just was like, I wanted it. I wanted it. I wanted it because I wanted it. I wanted it because people told me, uh, barbers don't make any money. You're going to have to have another job. Yep. And uh, I just wanted it. And I just wanted to prove them wrong. I, I came into the game with a chip on my shoulder. I came into the game where people telling me that I couldn't do it. And I'm the type of dude that if you say I can't do it, I'm going to prove you wrong. It's I'm going yeah. mm. to go down trying to prove you wrong. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was that. that's what drove me. That's what drove me. That's wow. what drove me. And then just the fact that I would see certain work and I wanted my work to look like that. And I felt like my work could look like that. And that pushed me too. That pushed me to keep at it. Wow. And you know what? Well, you're basically saying that even though you weren't, you weren't super skilled yet in what you were trying to accomplish, there was something inside of you, like that little voice of confidence that was saying, you can do this. And a lot of times we ignore that voice. And you uh-huh. listening to that voice is what propelled you to where you are now, which I'm curious. So bridge the gap a little bit for us from when you were doing haircuts in the basement, because now you live in Texas. You know, did yes. you work at a barbershop for a while? Like kind of walk us through some of that. Yeah, so I, w- I ended up going to the University of Akron. I went there for two years. Mm-hmm. And like most people that go to college right out of high school, it was about partying, girls, mm-hmm work and then doing my schoolwork. So needless to say, that tenature didn't last long. So (laughs) what happened was I was kind of like, I told my mom like, hey, you think, I I think I want to go to barber school. And I, you know, and I say, so I found out how much it costs and I need this money. My parents was like, oh, hell no. We paid for school once, we don't pay again. (laughs) So then I was forced to figure it out. Like, this is what I really want to do. What do I got to do so that I can get here? So I said, okay, cool. I went and got a grant, you know, for school. I I even think I took out a little loan. And then I worked at a a service station called BP. So I would go to school from eight to five, get home, get changed, seven o'clock. Then I would work from seven in the evening to one in the morning. Wow. Yeah. And I did that for like almost a whole year until I got out of barber school. And I think I did it for even a little bit of why I was working in a shop until I got my clientele. So I worked in a shop, and I think I was about maybe 21, and I was just talking. I had an older customer. He was a real cool guy, real cool guy, and I was just telling him one day, like, you know, I think I want my own shop. And he was like, well, do you have any money saved? And I was like, no, I don't have any money saved. He's like, well, how much do you think it would cost you to do this? And I was like, I probably need about maybe 7000 8000 he said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you 4000 if you can come up with the rest of it. Wow. Yeah, so he gave me like four racks. He gave me 4 I was able, God knows, I don't know how I did it. I'm going to say it was a lot of determination and a lot of goals. And, and God just really pushed me into that era. So I came up with everything. and I had a shop in Akron. I did that for like almost five years. And uh, man, and after that, I was at that time I was married. So I was going through a divorce at that time. Mm-hmm. And during my divorce is when the recession hit. Oh. So yeah, so it, it really hit hard. I mean, I went from making probably, and this is probably right about the early 2000s, maybe. I went from making probably twelve hundred dollars at that time. I was young and I used to jerk my money off. Like I, I'm talking about 1,200 cash a week, right? You yeah. know, cash like yeah. I was touching and that. And at that age, you're like, let's oh, go. Yeah, so I would just go <laughs> spend it. I go to the club. I go buy meals, yeah. my car. And yeah. at that time, I didn't have a, a sense about saving. I didn't have a sense about paying my taxes. I I didn't have a sense mm-hmm. about none of that. All I knew was I need. I got this money. But when the recession hit, and guys that would come every week were losing their job and all that kind of stuff because. In the Midwest, a lot of the industry is based off of blue collar work. Mm-hmm. And when that kind of got snapped, everybody's money took a hit. Yes. And, 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 and in barbering, I hate to say it, but it's not a necessity like paying your mortgage or paying your electric. Right. You know, things get bad. You can go to Walmart, get a pair of clippers, shave your head off, and you, got, you, do, you do what you got to do. 
So my sister graduated from Kent State. My sister had moved to Atlanta. And one night, me and my sister sitting up drinking her and her girlfriend at the time. And they were like, why don't you just move to Atlanta? I was like, you know, what the hell? I ain't got nothing going on. So about a month later, I packed up everything I had and drove and I moved to Atlanta. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. the crazy thing is, when I was in Atlanta, you guys will probably think I'm a weirdo, but I'm a hyper dude sometimes. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I want to I wanna work on some sets. I want to cut some celebrities. And this was the, at the time when Facebook first started popping. Yep. I went and I private messaged everyone I knew in Atlanta that was a celebrity to me. And Let's the go. first person that answered me back was uh, Quintus Parker from 112. Okay. He was like the very first person. And um, he came into the shop. I'm shuddering. Like, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like I'm a whoa moment. Like I'm sitting there looking like this is some real shit here, you know. And uh, I started cutting him. And after that, I just kind of started getting introduced to different people. And before you know it, I was in and out of different studios cutting hairs. So I was meeting people. Uh, I was going to like, because Atlanta has a lot of music scene. Mm -hmm. And I would be like on different video sets cutting hair. So that's kind of how I got ushered into that. And, well, um, I need to say something really quick. Yeah, yeah. I had chills whenever yes. you were talking about whenever you were working in Akron at a barbershop, right? Before you got your place. And you, so I always say a closed mouth never gets fed and no one knows who you are unless you tell them. And you got to speak up for yourself. So Amen. you trusted that guest that was in your chair, right? Your client. And for you to have the courage to just say, this is what I want. And you just speaking that into the universe, speaking that to a higher power, speaking that to someone that you trust. And then him being like, you know what? I'll give you 4K. And then you already have drive, hustle, stamina. You were like, okay, let's figure this out, right? So mm -hmm. all of this stuff happened. And then fast forward, got chills again when you were like, Facebook, I just started de like messaging every. You're speaking up for yourself. Like yeah. you are making it happen for yourself. And a lot of people don't have that courage. And I love that you shared that you were brave enough because what's the worst thing that could happen? No. And no they please. don't answer you or they say no. Yeah. Right? Can I tell you a secret about the word no? Let's go. If you take no and you flip it around, that means on to the next opportunity. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So oh my that's God. How I'm about to throw my chair through my <laughs> sliding glass door. So yeah, I'm, so on the edge I'm on the yeah, edge of my seat right now. Yeah, you take no, you flip no around, and that means on. That just means on to the next opportunity. So I always just felt like, okay, that means I'm on to my next blessing. That means something bigger, something bigger, something bigger. And yeah. sometimes you're going to have to climb a couple of stairs to get to the top, top of the, uh, the, the, the rooftop. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying? It's a journey. It's a journey. And we have to understand that life is a journey. Even when you're conceived, there is eight to nine months that you are in your mom's womb. You just don't pop yeah. out like, hey, I'm here. Right. You know, it's, it's a journey. It's a process. Well, and I, I also... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, you go, Nina. You go. Sorry. Sorry. I know so we're both like, like <laughs> we're so excited because I think it's so fascinating to me because people ask me all the time, what does it take to truly be successful in this business? And everybody's built up with, a, with different DNA, but mm -hmm. there are some commonalities that we have to have and that we have to share in order to be successful. It's drive, it's dedication and commitment. It Amen. is not taking no for an answer. So being Amen. persistent. And it is also having the belief in yourself and yes. not feeling like even though you are told no, it doesn't mean that you can't continue to do it. It just means that your path needs to change. So what I, with that I admire, right? What I admire yes. most about what you're saying is that you were going through a hardship. And I know exactly when that recession hit because I had my salon in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And oh, it was 2007. It was um, 2007, 2008. I was open for two years and I already had the worst year of my life, year one, when I had $800 left in my bank account. And then oh, the recession God. hit and it was so hard. It was so hard to um, get through that because you have those people that are coming in every four to six weeks. Now we're coming in every 10 weeks. And yes. so I feel you on that. But what I love what you said is that and Jay, this is your thing. You mm -hmm. adapted and evolved and you said, okay, instead of circumstances, staying, right? Instead of staying stagnant, mm -hmm. 
you moved into a different direction. Now the move for you was the move to Atlanta. Atlanta it yeah. has to be that significant, right? Maybe it's just yeah. a little tweak. But that I, mean, I, I believe in. I, I don't wait for opportunities. I create. Mm. I create my situations. Mm -hmm. oh, you understand me? I yeah, I'm so woke right now. Right. And that's where you, and that's why you are where you are right now. And so let's talk about where you are right now. So first of all, where are you? Are you in Texas? <laughs> are you in, in Atlanta? Dallas, baby. I'm okay, in Dallas, yes. but it's doing everything big. So how I got in Dallas, yes. I was in the studio <laughs> one day. I'm cutting hair, matter of fact. Uh, matter of fact, a guy named Kevin Wells. And I'm in his studio and I walk in and I happen to see probably one of the most beautiful women ever in my whole life sitting there. And I usually don't talk to women when I'm working. I just want to make sure everybody know I'm professional. <laughs> <laughs> this is an exception. And, Except uh, this moment. <laughs> I'm working and she was like, wow, you're really good at what you do. And we were talking, just conversation, smart. And she goes on to tell me, you know, if you were in Dallas, you would probably like really do great. She didn't say good, she said great. So we exchanged numbers and during, uh, I think it was a, uh, Mayweather and Sugar Shane, we started talking on Twitter and ended up, we started dating and I ended up moving here and I was starting all over again. Wow. But at the same time, coming from Atlanta, I came with such a killer instinct and cause there you got so many talented people. Yes. And oh, it, yeah. And it, down there, if you don't, if you're not talented, if you're not consistent, persistent, you starve. Mm -hmm. So I brought that same mentality here and man, it was just, it was just all good. I, I, I mean, I started out when I came here, I was cutting hair. I had a customer that worked at a furniture place called Havery's. It's kind of like high-end furniture. He was at work one day and a guy named uh, Mackenzie Bernadou from the Dallas Cowboys seen his hair. He said, hey, I just got here. Who cuts your hair? He told him. So I know, right? <laughs> I have chills. I have chills. Yeah. What is happening? I'm don't have it this much yeah and then i just started cutting his hair. Mm -hmm. i started cutting his hair so he was like my first nfl athlete he's my very first athlete so then i go to facebook and message all of the dallas mavericks and i, end, I ended up getting a guy named uh, <laughs> alexis agenda who i'm still real close with today I, that's kind of like my nephew i started cutting his hair and after that we was just off to the races yeah. you know as long as you put out good work and people know they can count on you, you're consistent, and you know how to carry yourself in those kind of environments. And ready for this, you are nice. You are yes. a nice guy. And yes. like when you are, I always tell people this, like the way you show up authentically to people and like your energy towards them, like any, like you'll be surprised if you change the way you look at things and like you be nice and you move through your circumstances adapt yes. and evolve what can happen mm -hmm. like what if you were rude you would not have this no oh no right no, or like no. had like a uh, negative like right yes I'm, wow i i'm like literally well, yeah, this is so true there has to be a yeah. likability factor so yes. there there is a difference in work and i want to get into this a little bit now that we're yeah, talking it, about this it. because okay. there has to be a likability factor in order for you to connect with celebrity stars, NBA. I know you're doing NBA, MLB, like I'm all about that. And I love that. There has to be a level of trust. There has to be a level of responsibility oh. and there yes. has to be a level of um, transparency and authenticity that comes along with that. Because listen, their hair, I'm sorry, it's everything. Because not only are they out there to do their job, which is their game, right? But their appearance yes. is also incredibly important. So it's kind of like that, you know, no like trust factor in order for people to book the, you know, click the book now button when they're looking at you on Instagram or Facebook, right? No like yes. and trust. That's why people end up coming and seeing you in your business. Yes. So the fact that you are, again, round two, Facebook messaging everybody that you know from the Mavericks and you're getting yourself out there, that's really what it takes. So what would be, what would be some advice? Because I do get DMs about this and people want to okay. know how they can get in front of celebrities, especially here in Los Angeles. They want to work on celebrities and work with some stars and be at the, you know, the shows and, and Golden Globes, all that stuff, do hair for that. Yeah. What would be some advice other than obviously hitting them up on Facebook um, what would be some tips that you can share with people to kind of help them get into that realm? I'm going to give you the biggest tip. 
Yes. When people come into your shop, you make everyone feel like they are that person. You know why? Because you never know who they know. Yes. Hello. You never know who they're connected to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times those people ask people like that, who do you use? Mm-hmm. Who can I trust to come into my home and mm-hmm. do this? That's where it really starts. That's where that seed is planted. You yes. just never know who you are encountering. And if you treat them like crap, that seed never takes root and never grows. grows. And that is so true because just a couple of weeks ago, Nina, I was telling you this, on my vision board, I just had agency, mm-hmm. right? I was just like, I want to be a part of an agency, like whatever, put it out there. I just kept it moving. And someone walked in, did not have an appointment. She's like, I need my roots covered. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Like, I got you. Like, let's go. What's up? We're talking. And she is literally an agent for the makeup and hair world. And she was like, I need to know everything about you. Like, you're you're giving me just a little bit of you. And I understand Mm because I'm in this industry. Like, you're trying to like get me into it. But I like your vibe and like what's going on. I'm like, Here's my website, blah, 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 right? So now we're in a conversation about agency and like which one would be best for me. And I'm like, because you show up and you make every guest feel the same way it would be if they were famous, if they're Mm -hmm. not, like you never know what what they do, where they're from. Like you can never tell by what someone looks like, by Mm -hmm. all of that. So it is showing up and being professional, passionate, like, persistent, consistent, like you were talking about. And at all they, times. Because your guest worked at a high-end furniture store. Yes. Right? Yes. And the guy yes. walked in. You know what I yes. mean? I was like, damn, yes. that's thing. Right. Amazing. Yes. I, I yes. have more I have more questions because here's oh. the thing. So <laughs> I, I got more answers. answers. I got I more know answers. you do. I know you're yeah. so ready. So here's the thing. I, with, you know, baseball players, athletes, they're traveling. So I always say hands down, and I know that you guys will agree with this. The referrals are the key to success in this business, right? I don't care how long you've been doing hair. I don't care if you've been in the business for 40 years or five years. Referrals are one of the top ways to attract new business and referrals will give you the business that you want in your yes. chair, right? Because they're going to yes. be like the person that's like-minded, yep. right? yes. like referring you. So what I want to know is because athletes are traveling so much, do you get a lot of your business because they're coming in town, you know, for games and things like that? They're very transient back and forth. Do you get a lot of people that are coming in to see you and referrals from people who are on other teams that are just passing through? Or do you have a lot of your clients that are home-based in Dallas? Um, a lot of times, like, players are friends. So yeah. mm-hmm. this guy plays here, but he has friends here. Mm-hmm. So when this guy from this team gets here, hey, who can I call to cut my hair? And they'll be like, hey, a lot of people, they'll be like, uh, yeah, I got a guy there, Stars Barber, Barry B, hit him up. They'll text me, hey, so-and-so told me to hit you up. I'm done with shooting arounds at this time uh, or done with meetings. Can you cut my hair? And, you know, that's how that happens a lot of time. I just cut some of the members of the Wu-Tang this last summer. Nice. And that was just all through referrals, you know. Yeah. I did an Under Armour commercial last year with Mo Bamba. And that was through a referral <laughs> of a client of mine that, that's a wardrobe stylist. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times, I've been really blessed. I ain't going to lie to you. After you get to a certain level, the work finds you. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is put out good work and be yes. professional. And a lot of time, the works fine as you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Curry, Seth Curry, he's mm-hmm. one of my customers. He plays here for the Mavericks. And just one day, he said, hey, he texted me, hey, my brother Steph is going to be here for a game. He needs a haircut. And before you know it, I was in a hotel cutting Steph Curry, you know? Yeah. So. That's amazing. It's just, of, it's just one of those things that you just have to have the mindset, first of all, that no matter what, I'm great. I'm ready for this situation. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, this is what I've been preparing for. Yes. And I manifest it. I visually see it before I yeah. do it. And I do like to pray. And I like to pray before I go in. Because sometimes even I still get nervous, you know, yeah. because yes. I'm passionate about my work. Exactly. I put out good work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a thing when you know, okay, I'm watching this game on ESPN or 
TNT and it's on national TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just cut Marcus Spears from uh, First Take and Get Up. So this morning I'm watching ESPN, the, get, the show Get Up and First yep. Take, and bam, there he is. It's like, wow. So for me, those are things that still amazes me to like be able to see my work on TV, to be able to visually see that from a guy that started out cutting hair in his basement. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a humbling experience and I try to keep that humility and Absolutely. that hunger and that's kind of what keeps me motivated and keeps me in there and what sure. I loved what you talked about Barry B is like it's a journey right it didn't happen overnight and I feel like there's an unrealistic expectation now because of the accessibility that we have like we can do it quicker yes now than before with technology and like social media and all of that but even with social media, even though you're reaching out, you still have to have credibility and you still have to have what a strong foundation of your craft. So like, don't rush that journey. Everyone listening, like get your, get your mission, your foundation strong, because when you have that opportunity that you're about to cut someone who's going to be on TV, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. We're, we're looking at 4K right now on that TV screen. Yes. <laughs> right? So it yeah. matters. So have your foundation strong. Trust that journey because whenever that opportunity comes, you have to deliver. You have to take a yes. deep breath. You have yes. to work through your like, right? Anxiety yes. about it. Yeah. Like you're yes. nervous. Like you're excited. Oh yes. Like yes. all of that. So you have to work through that. So it's like trust the journey. And I love that you talked about that. That's yeah. I mean, can, I, can I say one more thing? Sure. I think a lot of this uh, younger, oh, hold on, okay, I'm back. I think a lot of this younger generation, I, I like to call it sometimes a, a, a microwave mentality. Mm. I want this to be done, but I'm putting the microwave for 30 seconds and it's right. going to cook. And it's, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Anything that comes quick goes quick. Anything mm-hmm. that takes time to get, it stays long. Sticks around. Yes. Ooh, that's so, so good. That's so good. <laughs> that is so good. And you know what? You keep you keep dropping these bombs. And you know, the reason why I wanted to point out the referral is because I want stylists and salon owners and barbers to think bigger. Because, and that's why I asked you if people are flying in or they're transient or whatever, because don't think small. You know, just because you have, you're doing one person doesn't mean that you have to limit it to your area. If people love you and they have celebrity status, they have the means to come in and see you and fly in wherever you are or fly I've been out. Flown, I was flown to Paris, France to cut Alexis Agenza for his wedding. Stop. He flew That's to amazing. Yeah. First time I ever went to Europe. That's he, he amazing. Flew. Yeah, in this industry, as a barber, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't limit yourself. The sky truly is the limit. And if you open yourself up to that, you can do really whatever you want, as long as you put in the hard work, drive dedication, like, you know, like you've done. Yeah. So I want to know this. Who made you the most nervous before you went in to cut their hair? Hmm. Wow. That's a good question. Who has made me the most nervous? Seek attack. (laughs) <laughs> uh, man, that's a good question. Um, man, uh, I, I cut I cut the rapper Cameron one time. I was okay. I, I was hella nervous to cut him because I yep. watched him on MTV Raps yeah, and yeah. Rap oh, yeah. City. So I was yep. ner- I was nervous as hell. Uh, I think to be honest, Nina, there's always a little nervousness. Yeah, and I kind of like that because it keeps me humble. And it keeps me driven. Like, I got to go in. I got to really put this work in. I got to put it down. Like, mm, right. So that's kind of. You're not comfortable. I, I, I kind of love that. Yeah. I kind of need that. So, man, I, I'm going to say I'd be nervous about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nervous about a lot of people. Good. I'm sorry. I can't give you just. No, it's cool. person because I just, I just did a thing with. Um, Gillette in the Boys and Girls Club and Randall Cobb from the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. And that was my first time on national TV. I was on NFL Network. Love that. And I was scared as hell then, too. My wife had right. to talk me off the ledge. Right. <laughs> I I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I've never been in front of the camera. I'm yeah. always behind the camera working True. with people. But I, I was actually in front of the camera, and I knew it was going to be on national TV. And I was scared as hell. I was really nervous, and my mouth was getting dry. Yep. And I had to do like almost like kind of MC the event and talk with him. 
Um, and it was kind of like a barbershop setting where we were supposed to be natural. So, uh, I, you know, I was nervous then. And I don't know, it's just every time when God shows up and blesses me with different things and bigger and bigger opportunities and opportunities that I wasn't looking for, I'm right. always nervous. I'm yep. always nervous. Um, wow. I, I can but I think say, that's like just your passion. Yes. It's so refreshing that you, because how long have you been in the industry? Let me say, I don't want to give my real age. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been. I've been licensed for over 20 something years. That okay. is so amazing. So yeah. I, that gives everyone context that I love. So it's like over 20 years, but it's like, yeah, to me, when I'm talking to you and I'm watching you, everyone, it's like awesome. It's like, you still have the same passion spark did when you first picked up the clipper to cut your brother's hair. Yes. Like it's, it, and I feel like it's amazing. I'm it's still like, learning. I'm, I'm still learning. Right. And yeah. I, and even throw through the journey and like, this is to everyone listening that feels like they can't find the right salon home. They, they want to move somewhere. They like listening to you and like your story of how you adapted and evolved, like really listen to Barry B's like story because it's going to be okay. Like you mm-hmm. will find your salon home. You can move, right? Yes, yes. Like you just got to show up and be so passionate. Like the day you started of why you started, right? And remembering that. But like hearing that you're still that passionate is so humbling to be like, to remember for myself with my opportunities to be like, no, no, no. You were still a lonely stylist. You put me in any jungle, put me in any jungle and I'm going to come out with it. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm going to get it wherever you put me. You know, I'm like Jay-Z. I move from state to state, you know? Yeah, it don't matter. Go. You know, it don't matter, you know? It, it's just a mindset, you know? It's either you're going to be stopped because you think you're going to be stopped or you're going to be successful because you feel like you're going to be successful. Exactly. Everything is manifested in the mind. Yes. Everything starts here in the mind. And then it just is manifested physically. But if you don't see yourself doing it, it ain't going to happen. Oh my God. Yes. And it, you're so, you, I'm all about mindset. That's actually my word and my focus for this yes. year is mindset and mindset. <laughs> and so I am so, I'm all about it and I'm so ready. And I feel like we need to talk more about mindset in this industry because that is a lot of the foundation and basis. It has to start with believing in yourself and Absolutely. working from a space of confidence and not fear. So I'm going to take a little pivot here and I'm going to get down and dirty and let's I want to talk it. about, let's hey. go. I want to talk about a time in your life because listen, over the past 20, 20 some years, I've been in the business for 24. I know you've been in the business over 20. Jay, you've, you're pushing over 10, right? Yep. It is never rainbows. Jay look like a teenager. Jay don't look like he got that long business. <laughs> I am 32. Jay don't, Jay don't look like that. Jay don't look like that. Well, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm hitting my 11th year. Let's go. Get him. Get him, Jay. Keep that, keep that youth on this, Jay. Keep that youth Let's on go. Him. That's so funny. Thanks, Aaron, at the treatment. Yes. It's so true. It's so true. I feel like it's never rainbows and butterflies. There's always struggles. So why don't you share with us and everybody who's listening, um, maybe one of the hardest times that you've had or a challenge or a struggle or something that you've had that was maybe significant in your life and then how you got Um, through it. When I lived in Atlanta, it was a time when I uh, had lost my apartment. Mm. And at the time, I was sleeping out of my car. Wow. I would park my car around the corner from the shop. Then I would get up. I would come in there before anybody would come in. And I would like take a bird bath, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, freshen up. You know what I'm saying? Switch my clothes real quick. I did that for almost eight or nine months. Nobody knew that I didn't have yeah. anywhere to live. Wow. And I ended up during that process of getting my car repossessed. So then I didn't have a car. You're so home. I didn't, have a, I didn't have a place to lay my head. Yeah. I didn't have a car. So I would sleep on the waiting chairs. And um, at the time, I would never call my parents and tell my parents what I was going through because I knew they would tell me, oh, come back to Ohio, come back. I didn't want to go back. I had my mind made up. I, I didn't give a damn. I was going to do whatever, whatever it took. And I just had that mindset. And, and, I, and at the same time, even at my lowest, lowest points, even days of not going with no food because I had to pay my chair rent. 
I might have barely made enough just to pay my chair rent. I just always knew that I was going to be that guy. I knew mm -hmm. I was going to be successful. I didn't give a FCK what anybody said. <laughs> I knew it. And, and I went through it. And I said, the hell with it. I just thought about everybody I ever known that was in greatness. They had to have a period where they're tested. We all are going to be tested. And that's like just rock like, bottom. You're going to hit a bottom. Yes. You're going to go up under the bottom. Sometimes you go up under the bottom, but that's when you find out who the hell you are and what you're really, really, really made of. And wow. at that time, I was like, the hell with it, man. I'm a winner. I had my head up high. I didn't have shit to eat. I really <laughs> didn't have any money in my pocket. But guess what? I knew what I was made of. I knew, I knew the bread that I was. And, you know, it was like, I did that for eight, about eight or nine months. And then I had a customer one day who was rapping and I was sleeping on his couch and I was giving him like 75 bucks a week. And I had went from being in Ohio with a brand new house shop yeah. to sleeping on somebody's couch. Wow. Where that would have broke most people. Oh. That would have broke most people. Yeah. Most people would have went out, got a job, nine to five. But I was like, the hell, this is what I'm doing. This is me, right? Right here yeah. and a little bit right after that it's kind of like when I met my wife and I was telling her we were talking one day and I explained to her really my real circumstances and she's still rocking with me wow yeah, yeah you know I dream. mean I have to put it on the table this this is where I'm at I really ain't got shit I got a great heart Right, right. right. And I have passion. <laughs> and I'm very passionate. <laughs> yeah, I really ain't got much, but I got a good heart. I got great, I'm in I got great integrity, great character. Yeah. This is what I'm gonna do. If you can rock with me and hang in there with me, you know. And um she was a real teammate. Wow. Oh my god. I am like <sighs> A crying mess over here. You know, when you no, talk you're about no, no, don't, don't cry. <laughs> it's just no, it's just, it it yeah. is just who I am. You know, I just, mm -hmm. I, I know that place, right? I've been, I've been in a place where I have been broke many times yes. and I get yes. that. And I, I actually just posted about that yesterday on my, on my gram. And, um, and, and like you're saying, those moments are what make you who you are. And it is again, that deep sense of belief in self that, no matter what happens, no matter if I can't pay my bills, if for me, I had to sell my home to keep my business, no matter what that looks like for you, you know, deep in your soul, this is your path and you will do whatever it takes By to make shit happen in your life. And so I get emotional because I've lived it. I know it. I feel that space and I just, um, and I'm just a compassionate soul and I just care for humans, but I, and I envision you laying on the waiting chairs and I'm thinking to myself, wow, now that is a true testament to who you are because look at where you were and look at where you are now. Yes. And I yes. am so, I'm truly inspired right now in moving. I am too. Yeah, I hear it in your voice. I mean, yeah, I and too. I don't mean to make you guys get teary-eyed or water-eyed. Oh, this that's, is why we're that's, here. That's what my, that was my story. That's what I had yeah. to go through. And, and I'm going to tell you, too, sometimes when you down and out, people write you off. Oh, yeah. they write you off. Yeah. They, they, they write you off like you're a loser. You're not going to be shit. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I guess my message for anybody that's going through that right now in your life, I just want to speak into your life to keep pushing, keep going. You understand what I'm saying? This yeah. is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Yeah. You might not get to the finish line with everybody else, but as long as you finish and you finish on your terms, you are a winner. Yeah. And that's what I want to leave people with on oh. that kind of, on that, you know what I'm saying? Because I am here for it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people kind of just throw me off and kind of like, ah, you know what I'm saying? But again, I just, I knew who I was. I know what I was made of and, and, and I kept it at, I kept at it. And that's why I try to teach my kids, you know? Wow. Man. How many kids do you have? I have two kids, they're biological, and I got two stepkids that I love like my own too. Yes. I'll say four kids, you know. But I try to instill in my kids that sometimes your vision ain't going to be everybody else's vision, and that's okay. That's okay. But when that little voice in your head, like, hey, keep going, keep going, keep going, you better mm -hmm. keep going. Yeah. Because I, what I didn't want to live with is regrets. Like, yeah. I could have been this, and I should have did this. Because you only do this trip one time. I don't know yes. if you come back after this. 
I don't know if you do come back. My luck, I might come back as a caterpillar <laughs> or a dog. I definitely ain't coming back right. as Barry. I'm not definitely <laughs> coming back. And I'm not coming back in this year. You right, 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 right. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. when the time comes where I can't do this anymore, I want to feel like I did it at such a level beyond my, my expectations that I'm cool. I'm good with it. And wow. that's I, how I feel about that. Barry B, you have shook my soul today and I know everyone listening like listen up like please like whatever you do replay this and you have to do it over and over there's so much goodness in here like thank you so much for like going in with us because that's why we're here to make sure that no stylist whether you're a barber a colorist a cutter whatever that is a makeup artist a human if you're not in the beauty industry and you like this podcast no one is left behind and like that's what we stand for so it's sometimes the uncomfortable conversations that we have but i do want to pivot just a little bit and i want to ask like what's coming down the line like what are you looking forward to for 2020 mm, if you i want to really know about that like I, I take it day by day i know that i want to get better at my craft i want to be a better man i want to be a better husband better father uh I want to just excel at anything I do. I want to keep yeah. excelling. I want to keep learning. And I want to stay humble. I, I want to keep the humility. Yes. And uh, I'm just open to opportunities. And I'm open to receive. And I'm going to keep doing I'm going to keep going, practicing, putting up shots. And, and that's what I'm going to do. I, I, you know, I, to be honest, I'm just having such a damn great time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that I, I'm just happy to be here where I'm at, you know? Yeah. Wow. Well, I love it. And I have to say, you shook my soul and you shook my vocal cords. Hello. I speak. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, make, I didn't mean to make you guys get teary-eyed, but... But that, you know, that's why we're here. That's why just, we're here. Yeah. Authentic and like... Yeah, that's what you have do. that. you have that... You have it's, that spirit. It's about, con- it's about connectivity and engagement. And I feel that kindness, compassion, and love are three of the key elements that we need as humans to just yes. live. And yes. so for, for me and, and, and for Jay and I to be able to be in that moment with you and share that you're so sharing special. that part of your story with us, it, it, just, it just sparks something in me. And I know that uh-huh. it sparks something in Jay. And I know that Listen, I know because I get the DMs every day that there are stylists out there that are down to their last dollar. And oh, yesterday, yes. actually, because of posting what I posted about being broke, um, I got so many DMs of stylists that are like, listen, I've been living check to check for the past two years. I don't have enough money to pay my rent. I don't like, what do I do? Like, this is a real thing. Oh, yeah. So, people don't see that. They don't see yes. that. They don't know that you've been through that, that you've yes. been right where they're at. Mm-hmm. You know, and the thing about it that I love about your show, Nina and Jay, and the thing I love about your post, I just want to tell you guys one thing. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You guys are impacting lives. And you never, never know of a word that you share with someone that's going to yeah. push them to greatness. It could be, they could be on the point of quitting, the point of, uh, suicide yes. depression is real yeah, and, yeah. And, and those kind of thoughts are real and failure is, is real with some people and some people don't know how to get past it without help but you guys are placed in a position to help people and I just want to tell you guys I know it's your show but I just want to tell you guys to keep doing what you're doing because you're making an impact Oh, thank you. We promise. Thank you. We promise so much. Oh my God. Yeah. And we are in it for the long haul. And you know, if that means bearing our souls and sharing our stories and obviously being vulnerable, I mean, that's really what it, that's really what it all comes down to. But I think Uh people who see somebody like you, who's doing great things, they need to understand that low point in your life. They need to understand that you've been grinding for 20 plus years. This just happened. And so I'm honored and I'm so thankful that you took time out of your day today to share your story, highs and lows. Um, I'm, I'm humble. Like I'm ready to go right now and kick down my front door Same. and Let's just hustle Let's my ass right now. I'm ready. Yes. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on Instagram? Um, the stars, Barbara, that's T H E 
S-T-A-R-S-B-A-R-B-E-R, Stars Barber Instagram, start the Stars Barber Twitter, and the Stars Barber on Facebook. Perfect. That's where I, re- that's where I reside. Yeah, yes. that's where you live. <laughs> I think that's where we all live on, on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you can catch me at all the Barbacons coming up. You know, I'm with Schedulicity, yes. uh, brand ambassador. And I'm also with Gillette, too, partnered up with Gillette. So Love. Uh, I'll be out here in the streets. I'll be out here in the streets, as the young kids say. <laughs> I'll be out here in the streets. You can catch me, you know yes. what I mean? And uh, I always like meeting people, and it's always a cool experience when people come up to me and recognize who I am, and uh, I'm still always blown back by that. So, wow! And awesome. hopefully, hopefully, you guys will be at something so we get to do this in person. Yes, yes, I would love that for sure. Right. I'm right. ready. Well, I'm... I'll be out there in LA for the BarberCon when it comes up. So it's a go. All right, we're going. Let's go. I'm going. Well, Let's wait. Go. When is that? I don't I'm know. Uh. We'll see. April or May. One of okay. those times. Perfect. So, well, we definitely have to see you when you're here in LA. There's no doubt about it. For sure. We gotta get some to eat. We gotta go get some to eat. We'll take it to Laurel Hardware. Yes, get a snack. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, Let's thank you it. so, so much for your time. We so appreciate you. Everybody who's listening, of course, you know what the drill is. Of course, follow Jay on Instagram at it's Mr. Jay Ladner. Of course, follow hey. me on Instagram. It's I'm not it's. I'm just Nina Tulio. I'm so ahead of myself. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm not changing my Instagram handle anymore. It's just no. Nina Tulio. Um, and if you learn anything from listening to us today, please know that it is okay to live in your truth and remember to always live your life out loud. See you next time.